Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you all doing? On today's episode, we're going to be discussing overstimulation and how it affects our sleep. So we've all been there. It's late. It's past the time we slated to go to bed, and our mind is on fire. Sometimes it's creative ideas. It's problem solving. Sometimes it's just pure anxiety and stress. We may be processing a movie we just watched or something we saw on the news or on social media. Our brain just won't settle down enough for us to get some much needed sleep. We've all been there. So in today's episode, we'll discuss strategies to effectively managing this tendency that often goes hand in hand with our hyper creative brains. And we'll also have a free PDF worksheet that goes along with this episode. So you can get that by going to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash episode 105 or check the link in the description. Okay, one quick announcement. Our next mind mapping workshop happens on Saturday, March 23rd. And the optional Q&A session uh, the following Tuesday, March 26th, that goes together with the package. This is our most popular offering. I use mind mapping every day. I'm staring at our mind mapping software right now as I share this podcast with you. I use it for everything from planning our podcasts, workshops, planning my day, quarterly business planning. I would nearly be non-functional without mind mapping. I don't know how my, my life would continue if I couldn't use mind mapping to handle my brain. So I would call it the number one productivity tool for people with ADHD. And you also get access to our free mind mapping software, which has zero limitations and you can use forever. So that alone is worth the price of admission. Uh, so if you'd like to join us, go to our new domain, ADHDmindmapping.com to learn more about that. And also, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to connect in with our community. So again, if you'd like to join us, go to ADHDmindmapping.com and looking forward to connecting with you. So in preparing for today's episode, I was listening to 
Mark Ruffalo's interview on Mark Maron's WTF podcast, which came out yesterday. And it's so good. It's definitely an episode worth listening to. Uh, I think partially because when you when we're wired this way, we think we're the only ones in the world that have to deal with this. And especially someone at that level of success in terms of acting, you'd think, well, he's got it all together. And so he's very transparent and you really get a sense of, oh, yeah, we're all messy. He's messy and he's had to work through his his version of messiness and it's still not perfect, but he keeps going. So it's really a cool episode. Definitely check it out. Okay, so let's talk about overstimulation and how it affects our sleep. Let's define the challenges first. So you're awake, it's past the time you wanted to go to bed, your brain's on fire, and either it's creative ideas and problem solving, or it's just pure anxiety. You're ruminating on something that just happened, or you're thinking about something coming up and you're dreading it, or you're trying to work out a solution to something that you're really scared about. You tell yourself, I have to get to sleep. It's way past my bedtime, and I'm going to be so messed up tomorrow because I didn't sleep. Then it's like 2 a.m., and you're still up, and you're on your phone, and now you're anxious because you know you're not going to get enough sleep. So you hop on your phone because the anxiety triggers that mechanism inside you that says look for something that's going to reduce the stress if for just a moment. So you look for something stimulating like your phone. Now it's three o'clock and you finally nod off from sheer exhaustion and you wake up and you're really groggy and you get the mental fog and then the whole chunk of your day is gone and you're just slogging through. So hopefully the next evening you get get to bed early, but sometimes you don't. And some of us stay in this cycle for, for months and months and months, right? So it could be overstimulation from ideas, it could be overstimulation from watching TV, movies, YouTube, social media, or it could just be anxiety. So those, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. We all know this one. I don't know of anyone that I've ever worked with that doesn't know this particular challenge. So the solutions are varied, but it's all about being proactive. Just like dealing with anger or uncontrolled outbursts, you have the least amount of traction in the moment. You have much more traction earlier in the day, and that's where it starts. So what do you do? So it's first important to recognize that your brain builds up a momentum as you're engaging in something stimulating. So if you're watching TV or you're on your phone and you just click turn the phone off, you turn your TV off, your brain's still going. You've not given it any space to start winding down. So it's going to stay working on whatever it was that you were just doing. So just like if you have a little kid and they're on, they're watching TV or they're on their iPad or they're engaged in some really intense activity and you say, okay, now we're going, that kid's going to freak out. But if you say, okay, 20 minutes We're going to be heading out, so finish what you're doing, and then we're going to go. There's a much less likelihood that that little kid's going to freak out. So in a lot of ways, we're the same way. But we got to give, if we give our brains time to slow down and go, okay, now we're wrapping up now, you're communicating with your brain saying, let's let's slow it down, we're going to move to this next thing there's a much higher likelihood that it's going to start quieting down because you've given it some space, some wind down time. So it starts with having a really good wind down practice. And so what I recommend, you've heard me say this before, is after dinner, go for a walk. 
that is the time when you probably still have some willpower left, some consciousness left, because after dinner, we get a little bit of extra spike in our dopamine and we've got a little more willpower. So go for a walk, get outside. If it's cold, all the better. Let it wake you up a little bit. And then on this short walk, maybe even 10 minutes, define how you want the rest of the night to go. Ask yourself, what time do I want to get to bed? What is the time I need to be to be off my phone so that I can then get to sleep at that time? If you set the intention then, you're more likely to follow it through later. If you just blur through the evening, you get home, you're just exhausted and you don't do anything, then there's a very high likelihood you're just going to get back into the same cycle again. And during this time, if there's something that you need to process, process it. It could be you go for a walk and then you come home, you do a little journaling, or you talk to someone, you talk to your partner. What is the thing that you know is going to keep you up tonight that kept you up last night? Was there something you were ruminating about? Is there something that happened today that you need to process? Do it then because you're more likely to have some clarity about it at that point versus at night, two in the morning, when you have zero consciousness and you're just going to be in the anxiety. The next point is to recognize you are, we are in this society addicted to stimulation. So when we get in, we get home and we watch TV or we get on the phone, it's like it is part of, especially for us, because we have less dopamine receptors, it just sucks us in. So we have to be even more vigilant about having a stop time so that we can go, okay, I'm done for the evening with my phone, with TV, so I can actually get some sleep. What you're wanting in that situation, seeking stimulation, is often not the stimulation. It is a relief from the anxiety. So getting into your body can be so helpful and much more effective at stress reduction than your phone or watching something on TV. So getting into your body, what does that look like? Evening yoga, taking a warm bath, doing a meditation where you're resting your consciousness in your belly so you're not in your head in that hyper-stimulated mode. And doing this with a partner can be so helpful in terms of doing yoga, doing a meditation practice. Most importantly, have a clear stop time for stimulation. Especially, It includes creativity. So I know for me, I'm working on creative projects. I will just want to go and go and go. And that's still hyperstimulation. That's still stimulating your brain. And it's the same practice holds true. I've had to do this multiple times working on creative projects where I've had to say, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I need to stop now. I need to put it to bed. I need to have some kind of wind down ritual where I turn things off. And then maybe I turn the lights down, like whatever it takes for you to reduce the stimuli and communicate to your brain, we're done now. Because it's it could be the same level of suffering working on a creative project. And I think many of us think, well, you know, when I get in that mode, I just I, I don't want it to stop. But most of the time, crap comes after a certain amount of time. You'll you'll be like, oh, this is a great idea, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> but you're in that mode, right? So you have to give yourself. It's for your the good of your creativity, a wind down time so that the good ideas will come tomorrow. Or even when you wake up in the morning, it like I, I will often wake up and get my phone out and write some ideas that came to me, you know, upon awakening, or I'll have a dream about something. 
But if I don't have that space for my brain to rejuvenate, to get that sleep, I'm not going to be able to follow through on any of this. I have to be able to find that middle ground where I allow that creative energy into my life, but it doesn't take over 24-7 because after that, it just becomes useless. We have infinite amounts of creativity inside of us, but we also are in a physical body and that body needs to be well nourished for us to do that creative work. Okay, so that's the wind down piece of it, but that's not the whole thing. We need to make sure that our bodies are getting what they need so that when we lay down to sleep, we actually sleep. And there's a few pieces there. One is, it is now February 20th, 2024. If you are in a climate that is cold and dark and you don't get sun for weeks, that is going to absolutely affect your sleep. And I watch this with my clients. I make note of who's living where and if I need to remind them to do this. So if you're not getting enough sunlight, we need at least five to 10 minutes, ideally 15 minutes of direct sunlight every day in the morning for your pineal gland to generate enough melatonin so you go to sleep and stay asleep. So if you're listening to this and you're having, you've noticed the last couple months you've been having sleep issues, go and get yourself a light therapy lamp. They're not that expensive. There's there's cheap as like $20. Put, put it on. Have it in the morning next to you so that you're getting direct sunlight in the morning for 10 to 15 minutes. That can help ensure that your your body is doing what it needs to do so it's generating the melatonin to get you to sleep. Now, if you are experiencing anxiety, anxiety is something that I know that I constantly have to work with. There's a couple supplements that you may want to check out that we can also calm your body enough so that that anxiety is not the thing that's keeping you up. A couple supplements I can definitely recommend are ashwagandha and magnesium. Those two are absolutely can be game changers, especially if you're someone who's kept up at night because of anxiety. Uh, many of us are not getting enough magnesium, so I would encourage you to do your own research on that. There's lots of products out there. Do your own research. Ashwagandha as well, I've started to use it the last couple of months, and I've noticed a, a noticeable difference in reducing my anxiety, especially before going to bed. And just any kind of calming tea before bed, there's lots of different ones out there that have a number of herbs that can help you quiet down. But having that kind of tactile, warm cup of tea before bed is also a really good ritual to tell your brain, okay, now we're calming down. Now we got to get some sleep. In staying with the theme of taking care of your body, it's the same thing I say in almost every episode, 10 to 15 minutes of daily cardio exercise. It's going to most likely reduce your anxiety. You're going to think clear and you're going to be more likely to get some sleep at night. So if you're not doing it, give yourself the challenge of doing it straight for one week every day, 10 to 15 minutes of cardio exercise. I I just, I, I know it's boring to hear me say it all the time, but it absolutely can make a huge difference. Okay, so that's all well and good, but what do you do when you're in it? When you've forgotten about all these things or you've done all of them and you're still spinning, what is a strategy that can help you get untied from the spin and possibly get some sleep? So I have one very specific suggestion and it is a, it is a type of meditation. 
So I call it the I am noticing meditation. And I'm not quite sure the roots of this one, where this came from. I heard about it from a friend years ago, and I haven't been able to track down the source of it. So if you know, please reach out to me. Uh, So here's the practice. It's very, very simple. You're laying down, you're spinning, you're trying to get some sleep, you can't get some sleep. So you go to this practice and it's basically you just say to yourself, I am noticing dot, 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 whatever it is. So you're, I'm going to do it right now. So I'm quiet. I'm closing my eyes, taking a breath and I'm saying, I'm noticing, I'm talking on the microphone right now. Uh, I'm noticing tension in my eyes. I'm noticing that my shoulders were a little tense. I am noticing the thought of, I wonder what people think when I'm saying this. You're basically noticing whatever it is that's popping into your consciousness or you're physically feeling. So it could be body sensations. It could be imagery that's coming up in your mind's eye. It could be chatter that's happening in your head. You're just saying, I am noticing it. I am noticing uh, my stomach is tense. Uh, I'm noticing uh, uh, my left hand is resting against the covers. I'm noticing my right foot is um, itchy. You just go into this process where you just say, I am noticing, I am noticing, I am noticing. And what you'll find is you'll start to relax. You'll start, you'll, your brain will start to quiet down a bit because you're, you've kind of hijacked it. You're saying, okay, instead of it taking the controls, you're now using whatever it is that's causing you suffering to bring you back to the present moment again. So especially when you start to re- like notice, oh, you know, my shoulders are tense. Almost always you will start to relax. Your brain goes, oh, you know what? Yeah, I need to relax those. Oh, you know what? That I have an itch on my leg. Okay, yeah, right. And what it tends to do is stop the spin and get you back into your body And it's the least amount of effort. It's very simple. It is not a hard meditation to do. So when you're spinning and you find you just can't, and your brain's on fire, go to this meditation. I am noticing. And and if you can, if it gets where you're finding yourself getting spun in your thoughts and you're saying, I'm noticing that I'm worried about X, and then you start to find yourself going down that rabbit hole, just bring yourself back to I'm noticing my foot or I'm noticing, and it could just be something very, 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 very simple. But if you keep coming back to body awareness and you keep repeating, I am noticing, try to do it for like a minute or two, you'll notice you'll calm down and then maybe you have, you'll, you'll lose it and then you come back, but otherwise you're just going to be spinning anyway. So take the time to bring some awareness back. And what I find is I can do, you know, one or two rounds of this and it will be at the point where I can, okay, now I can, I, I can find myself finally dozing off because the thing that was spinning me, I've called, I've, you're basically calling it out. You're like, okay, I'm noticing that I'm thinking about this. I'm noticing that I'm uh, anxious about this. And, I'm, and specifically, it's, I'm, I'm hearing this talk in my head. When you name it, it tends to quiet down. So when in doubt, that is, that is a meditation that can be very helpful. You can do it anytime. Now, what I would recommend is practice that meditation during the day. Practice it when you are fully awake so that when you're in that space, when you need it, you've already built that muscle up a little bit. So for some of you, you may not have the willpower to do some of those things. 
and you know it. You're hearing me say that and go, I just, I don't think I can do that. I just, I'm spinning so much or I'm such in a spin right now with my life. I just can't do it. Then I want to encourage you, take the time, find a good therapist, start to work with someone that understands these challenges so you know you've got backup, so that you know you can check in with someone and say, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm doing my my evening wind down meditation. Or here's uh, maybe you join an ADHD support group and you're getting support from other people so you know that you're not in it all by yourself. Because I guarantee you, you're not. Just having worked with thousands and thousands of people that are wired this way, most of us have this challenge. Most of us do. And that goes from the like someone who's a student and someone who's really struggling to someone who's a doctor or someone who's really successful in the movie industry. Across the board, most of us have these kinds of challenges with overstimulation in sleep. You're not the only one. So it's important for you not to waste time staying stuck when you could be working with someone that understands this and you get the support you need so you can move to a place where you can get a good night's sleep. Now, it is challenging for us. I know that sleep is one of our biggest issues. It, there's no magic bullet that fixes it. I've never seen one yet. So a lot of it is about management. It's about managing, okay, I'm wired this way. Here are my management strategies. Some days it's going to work. Some days you're going to slip up and get on your phone and stay up too late. Okay, but if you have a general tendency of doing the things that I just mentioned, you're just going to be more functional and more able to get to those superpowers that are also part of this wiring. So it's about management. It's not about doing it perfectly. So many of us would love to have eight hours of sleep at night. And for some of us, it's very challenging to get that. And I'm not going to come here and say, this is going to give you a perfect eight hour sleep every night. That's not realistic, especially when we're wired this way. But what it can do is having some of these strategies in place with some support around them can give you the much higher likelihood that you're going to have those good sleep nights where you get some rest and you wake up in the morning and you're really functional. So I've put together a PDF worksheet reminder sheet for you from this episode so you can check it out. There's some questions for you that you can answer as you're kind of doing that wind down time before bed, as well as a lot of the reminders that I've mentioned in this episode. So if you'd like to get that, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash episode 105, and I'll also leave a link in the description. Okay, so I hope that was helpful. As a reminder, we have our Learn How to Mind Map workshop happening on March 23rd. This is an online workshop. If you'd like to join us, go to ADHDmindmapping.com. That's the new domain, ADHDmindmapping.com. I hope you can join us. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. 
please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com. 